This is the Ancient Texan. This is the Elijah series. It's a series of stories about my life and my family's life that I hope to leave to my grandson, Elijah, who's two weeks old at the end of 2021. Hopefully, someday he'll want to know about his history. My dad died when I was 19. There's so many questions I'd like to ask him. So maybe that makes me think someday my great-grandson, maybe even my children, will want to know my stories. So I'm going to leave them here on this podcast. You're welcome to listen to them or skip over them to my other podcasts. This is the Ancient Texan. Have a good one. Namaste. Yo, this is Grandpa Elijah. You're two weeks old. I'm going to tell you a story. The first story that I ever knew. Before I was three, I lived in the valley in El Paso. El Paso's on a desert, but the Rio Grande River goes through it. I lived in the valley. We had big, huge trees in front of our yard, like old oak trees or something like that. I don't know what kind they were, but they covered up this little winding paved road in front of our house, and they covered it clear to the sky. You couldn't see the sky. It's almost sometimes like dark under these trees, even in the middle of the day with a bright sun outside. We lived one house that kind of behind these trees. We had two or three cars in our driveway all the time. I think the house was like stucco or maybe adobe. Well, my brother had just been born. And I think we may have been coming home from the hospital. My dad was driving an old car with a clutch. It made a lot of noise when he grounded into first gear. I was sitting in the back seat and my mom was sitting in the front seat with my dad with my new baby brother, Alex. And it was dark. Coming down that winding road, going back toward our house come to some railroad tracks. My dad grinds it into first gear, gets the clutch, and gets the front two wheels over the railroad tracks, and then the two wheels over the next railroad tracks. And these railroad tracks were about four or five inches high. When he gets over the second one, he's trying to go over easy. He kills the car. And he starts to start the car up again and it turns over but it doesn't start we sit there a while and he's trying to get the car started and then way in the distance we could hear this sound of a train coming this whistle of a train 
flooding the car back when they had carburetors and get too much gas not enough air he sat there waiting because he knew if he did it too soon he'll just make it worse tried to start it again <laughs> car wouldn't start you could hear sound of the train was getting louder. Here, way off in the distance still. He tried a little longer. We all sat there. Didn't say a word. Like there was some big problem. I could tell everybody was worried. Except my brother. He was sleeping. Mom was holding him. again and you can smell the gasoline in the car and then he told us to get out he told my mom to take me and go stand across the tracks and then my dad let the brick made sure the brakes and everything was off the car and it was pointed in the right direction. And he went to the back of the car and tried to push it over the tracks and he couldn't. Then he started rocking the car, trying to rock it back and forth, back and forth. And even at three, I could see what he's trying to do. He's trying to get it. There's a little dip in the ground there. He was trying to get it to go over the railroad tracks. Now you could see the light in the distance of the train coming. It was still far away, but the sound was getting louder. My dad was rocking and rocking, and then he would try one big push to get it over the tracks. And it would rock back and stay right back where it was. I'd see him get him, he'd rest a second and then he'd try again, rocking back and forth. I knew he needed help. So I broke away from my mom and ran behind the, the car to help him. I, was, I ran up, got right alongside of him and tried to help him push. Dad didn't take this like I thought he was going to. He got really mad. Got mad at my mom. He yelled at her to, to keep me over there and he grabbed me by one arm and just like half threw me across the tracks toward my mom. I stood there with my mom and she held my hand. She held Alex, the baby, in her other arms. My dad went back pushing the car and now the train was very loud and you could see the light getting brighter and brighter it was scary and you could start to feel the ground rumble you 
could hear the tracks making noise and the train horn blowing. He could probably see us by now. My dad got behind the car, got it rocking, and then one mighty push, he got it over the first track and kept it going and got it over the second track and then pushed the car about two or three yards past the track and then collapsed behind the behind the car and then the train the whistle was so loud the train was so loud and the ground shook the train came roaring past us my mom backed up the ground was shaking my dad was laying on the ground behind the car he was so close to the track. The train was like it was going to still somehow hurt him. We stayed there, seems like forever. I don't remember much past that point. I'm sure my dad somehow got the car running. And we drove on home. That's the first memory in my life. I lived near Amtrak train and every night you could hear the train whistle in the distance. And after 74 years, I guess only 71 because I was three then, I still remember that. I can see all of it almost like it's yesterday. Perhaps I remember telling the story. We moved shortly after that. Because before I was four, we moved up northeast side of El Paso and moved into the desert. And there was such a contrast between those big trees and then moving out to where there was cactus and dirt. That's the first story of my life. Maybe this is one of the stories you can listen to when you're five or six years old. You know your grandpa. I hope I'm still alive then. Year five, I guess I'll be like 79, 80, something like that. But I'm an old dude, but this is one of about 99 stories I'm going to leave you when I go. I call myself the ancient Texan on this podcast because I came from Texas, El Paso, to be exact, a little bit north of the Rio Grande. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste.